there, friend. Welcome to How to Live the Podcast, where we are figuring out this thingy called life. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. We are actually recording this podcast episode from our office. We have an office, you guys. Do you remember that? And we're wearing real clothes. We're not wearing pajamas. I'm like in a full-on, relatively nice outfit. And I have no shoes on still. Same. Oh, perfect. I'm just used to wearing no shoes around the house. Can't get over that. So we've actually been working from our office now for about two weeks every single day, coming off the back of work from home for over a year. Our team has been back because we've actually hired a new COO for Tubes. Very fancy. Very fancy. So the team has all been back together and it's been pretty incredible, but also a huge adjustment going from just the laptop and PJs on my bed some days to full on getting dressed, driving to work and having to be on for that many hours in a day. Mm, It's been a real adjustment. I feel like for me, because I live in Byron as well, I'm going from small town life to big city, big buildings, people everywhere and an office. It's a stark contrast. Mm, And how have you been feeling about it? Uh, I realize I'm just a lot gentler on my body now and I live a lot slower and I feel into what I feel like doing more because I can. So I don't have to push myself to go to events. I don't have to push myself to sit in an office every day. I've even become accustomed to working at hours that suit me more. So if I'm trying to get something done, but I'm really not feeling in a flow of it, then I'll just go and go for a walk instead or meditate or go get a smoothie. Whereas in an office, it kind of feels like I'm meant to be working at these specific hours and I'm realizing how I can't just say to my body, all right, body now, do this. Mm. And I'm realizing how we try to be really progressive as an office, as a company, but there's more to it than just being like, oh, let's be a fun office. It's kind of like the idea of an office itself. We really need to challenge everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Because so often we've said about this office that we don't want it to be nine to five, but then everyone does just inevitably fall back into that lifestyle just because it's easy and it's accepted and it's probably an underlying feeling like we think that we should all be doing that. Mm, How have you been feeling with it? I've definitely been feeling overwhelmed. I relate to what you were saying about being able to just feel into yourself and work when you want to work and when you're feeling in flow. And I have found myself just being here for the sake of being here and grinding away Mm. that grinding sense that we used to work to has definitely been creeping back in. So I am not obsessed, but at the same time, being here with everybody has felt really nice and it is nice to feel connected with the team. And I do feel how we don't feel as connected when we're not in a physical space with each other for weeks on end. But I think there are lots of different parts of me and some of the parts of me are like thriving in it and then other parts of me want to go home, (laughs) basically. Mm, Good sum up of it. I feel that too. Yeah, there are definitely really nice elements about connecting that I feel like on Zoom, 
we all were like, oh, this is great. We can all connect on Zoom, but there's something, I don't know if it's like energetic or what, there's something different about being with people physically and the connection you form there. I agree. And even in a one-on-one catch-up meeting, just seeing how ideas can come from that and the ball starts rolling when you are in person, whereas on Zoom, it's very much okay, stick to the agenda. And when the agenda's over, we can both get off Zoom because that's what we want to get off. For sure. There's not that same element of ideas just flowing naturally Mm. from chatting over lunch. And then you strike up a conversation about a topic, which is actually kind of how this topic came about. This is weird. This keeps happening. The perfect segues that we don't even plan. But the other day we were all chatting in the office about influencers and our influencer gifting strategy at Tubes. And it started to bring to light some issues we see, some conflicts between influencers and influencer gifting and what influencers have become in our society and Tubes and what we're trying to build at Tubes and conscious consumerism messages that we're trying to talk about. So we thought it would be really interesting to share these thoughts with you and develop these thoughts with each other while there are microphones in front of our mouths. So let's get in to this episode. Okay, so like Steph mentioned, this came up because we were chatting about influencers within Tubes and how they fit in. And it was actually Bianca from our team who brought this up one day. She sat everyone down and said, you know, I've been thinking about our influencer strategy and the messaging that I'm trying to cultivate on social media. The messaging on social media being, buy less, don't buy this if you don't need it, please think about your purchases, we don't want you to buy 100 pairs of tubes without actually thinking about whether you need them, versus her sending out hundreds of pairs of shoes each season to influencers in the hope that 20 of them might like them and might post them on their social media, inevitably the other 80 or however many, will end up either in landfill or at a charity shop, but maybe ultimately probably just in landfill. Mm, And when she came to us and said that, I was like, yeah, you're so right. And I love that we've got our team thinking about this stuff. It is so cool. And more than just those shoes that end up not being worn, What about the idea of influencers themselves and the fact that they're posting things so that people feel like they need to replicate that lifestyle and they want to go out and buy? And I guess that comes back to this conversation that we've been having here recently about advertising. And since we've had that conversation, I've noticed advertising is really greenwashy. No matter what it is, just watch, if you watch TV ads, they're just selling a great point about a product. And I sit there now and I'm like, but what about all the not great things you're doing? What else are you doing? No matter what it is, Mm. it's super interesting. Where is that manufactured? Or how do you treat your teams? It's like, I want to know everything about everything now before I buy it. 
And so we want to dive into this a little deeper, but also the reason that we have a really interesting perspective on this topic, if we do say so ourselves, (laughs) we're so interesting, don't you think? (laughs) We have an interesting perspective because we started our business as influencers before Tubes, We Were How To Live, we're still How To Live, but now we're a podcast and we're less influencery. But for many years, for those of you who don't know, we worked as influencers. We promoted products on social media. That's what we did. That's how we started this business. And so we have some pretty interesting experiences that came out of that. And we would love to share some stories with you on what happened in those days and give you some insights into what happens when you're an influencer and how brands do end up sending you a lot of stuff yeah and some of this stuff we're really not proud of as well when I look back on it I feel so icky about the way that we behaved but essentially when we were coming up as how to live the term influencer wasn't even really around there was a lot of celebrity gifting and we knew about that we had heard about that celebrity gifting at the Oscars or a celebrity gifting suite. We're talking 2010-ish was when we were hearing about those things. And then as we started to gain a following over Instagram, we started getting approached by PR companies asking for our address. And they wouldn't even really tell you what they were sending you. They might ask for your size if they were planning on sending you some clothing. They might tell you what brand it was for, but sometimes they'd even just say, I've got something I want to send you. What's your address? And us being these 19 and 24 year old, very wide eyed, new to the scene influencers would just give out our address left, right and center. We were like, yes, please send us anything. Is it food? Is it clothes? Is it shoes? We don't even care what it is. We're just excited that we're receiving free stuff and we want your free stuff. Do you remember the first thing? thing that we got sent I've been trying to remember it and I think I remember really early on this is when I was living in Paris which is of course where we started our blog was because we were across the world from each other and we got approached by a brand to do a blog post styling a bunch of outfits it's an Australian retailer and they sent us clothes in exchange for doing this blog post So they sent us multiple outfits that we got to style with all these different pieces. And that was our payment. And I'm remembering now that often brands didn't pay us in cash. They paid us in clothes, which in itself is really wasteful. While it's savvy for a brand because they don't actually have to give us money It was so wasteful because that became our weekly thing. We would be working with brands and they would send us bags of clothing. Mm. And as you can imagine, when someone's not even bothering to ask what exactly from their brand that you would like, you know, you might say hop on our website and let us know what's speaking to you. More often than not, things that we didn't even know were arriving would show up at our doorstep. So in the beginning, it seemed really fun. And I actually don't have a gauge on whether that still sounds fun to somebody because we've gone through this experience and now come out the other side and are like so anti-waste. I don't have any 
understanding of whether that sounds fun to you. But it was really fun to us in the beginning until a room in our house literally started to fill up with things that we didn't want. We were receiving things too fast in order for us to give them away. I remember inviting friends over to this room and saying, take anything you want. Literally anything in this room can be yours. I don't want any of it. Stephanie doesn't want any of it. We don't know what to do with it. So what started out really fun and exciting and quite innocently, I would say, ended in us just being inundated with shit that we did not want. And it's not that it was bad stuff. It was just too much stuff. One single person just doesn't need that much stuff. And the thing is, this was 10 years ago. This was at the very beginning of brands starting to do this. And it's just gotten so, so, so much worse. Now, as an influencer... You must be inundated every day, where for us it was every week. You look at these things like YouTube hauls and the amount of things and stuff and crap that people are given is ridiculous. And I think that while I'm listening to us talk about this, I'm like, well, a lot of people feel like they can't afford to buy all this stuff. So to be sent it for free is really amazing. And I think the problem with that is that we feel like we need and we are made to feel like we need so much more stuff than we actually are. So I think that when a lot of people will write to Tubes and be like, well, you're not discounting anymore and I can't afford Tubes, I need to buy them on discount. But I think that's with the mentality of I need 20 pairs of shoes in my wardrobe, so I need to buy 20 at $40 rather than buying five pairs of shoes at $100. So I think we have this mentality, this built-in mentality, and we kind of feel like we need to keep up with society by having all this stuff when really we need a lot less than we think we do. Mm -hmm. And I guess it does touch on that conversation around privilege and people that can't afford these things. But I'll just name it right here. Most of the people that are receiving these things, they're not in a place where they're not able to buy themselves an extra jumper in wintertime if they need to stay warm. I can speak from personal experience. Stephanie and I didn't need this stuff. We didn't actually need anything. Our wardrobes were already full of clothing that we loved because we're in a privileged enough position that we were able to buy them. And so we were just being inundated with things that we didn't need. And like we said, we did give a lot of them away, but it was just stuff that ended up going to waste and weird stuff as well, you guys, not stuff that was practical, like some weird foot creams Mm -hmm. and some nail polish colors that no one ever wants to use and slippers that are not functional, which slippers should always be. You know, it was this really out of left field stuff that no one really wanted, but the brands that came up with them were just dying for them to be promoted. Yeah. And I feel like a part of this culture of having to get new things all the time comes from needing to wear something different all the time because when you said we had all these clothes in our wardrobe it was like yeah but we'd worn those and we wanted to wear new things on Instagram and I've actually had that experience this week where we've been going to the office every day and in Byron I 
packed one suitcase with me when I moved there a year ago. So I don't have many clothes and I'm very used to throwing on the same thing every day. I don't really care. I don't go to events or things like that. So it doesn't really matter to me there. Whereas when we've been in the office, I've been like, today I went to put on the same jumper as yesterday, the same jumper. And I was like, oh no, I can't wear this jumper. I wore it yesterday. And Mm. then I was like, wait, what? Like, that's crazy. But that's really the culture that we're living in. And we've actually weirdly, since we started to have this conversation in the office, we've seen a couple of people posting about this on Instagram, which is really cool. There's an influencer we follow called Soy Baby, S-O-Y-B-A-B-I-E underscore. And she was posting recently. She's got a following about 15K. She said she gets things from brands, but she's really been noticing how much influencers just get so much stuff and are really promoting this idea of overconsumption. And she was also talking about this idea of normalizing wearing the same things. It's crazy when you talked about, you know, that people don't have a warm jumper that they can wear in winter, that us privileged people are complaining that we don't have a new jumper to wear every day to the office. Mm, Yeah, that's so true. I won't even wear the same coat two days in a row at the Mm, moment. Neither. Yeah, it was like I need a full head-to-toe outfit. Yeah. Wow. You've just blown my mind. I love that. Yeah. And I, it's funny though, because the one thing that I do feel like I can rewear is shoes, which I love for us because I love that we can be a part of that movement where it's like, you don't need more. You can just have a few and you're good with that. Mm, Unpopular opinion. Something that I also always wear a few days in a row is socks, which I feel like some people think is gross. Oh, I wear the same socks all the time. Yeah. Like (laughs) I don't think I ever even wash my Pilates socks. They just like live in my car and I wear them to Pilates and then I take them off. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. (laughs) So It was really interesting for us to witness how much stuff we started to receive. And like we mentioned, going from being really excited to feeling like we were in crisis mode. I don't even want to say that at that point it was for environmental reasons. It was more for clutter. It was what do we do with all this shit? It definitely wasn't for environmental reasons. And at the time we never, I never remember thinking, oh, this is, so wasteful yeah I think also at the time we didn't have a gauge on the fact that what you give to those charity stores only about 10% of it actually ends up in the store 90% gets discarded or goes overseas to probably be discarded there so we were dropping bags and bags to these charity stores probably monthly thinking that they were all going to great homes and I guarantee you now with my knowledge that a lot of it probably ended up in the rubbish but we wanted to start to declutter we were overwhelmed by how much we were getting and I remember we had a conversation around asking people to stop sending us things Mm. and when people wrote to us to say can we send you this latest collection from blah we formulated a response that we felt like was polite to explain to them that we had actually been inundated with stuff and we didn't need any more stuff and we didn't want any more stuff. And I remember feeling like it was rude and the reception that we received from a lot of these PR companies was like it was rude. Sometimes we might receive a message saying, Thanks so much for your response, girls. I really admire that opinion and I thank you for not wanting to waste our product. 
I tell you that might've been one in 20. Yeah. Like I don't even remember that email. So maybe it was one in a hundred, but you're right. I feel like there was this guilt around saying no, because we had a platform and even when we would say to people, we're not sure if we will share this because we were sharing less on social media. They were still like, oh, but we just really want to send it to you. And we felt rude saying no. We felt bad. Often it was people we knew. It was either a PR agency we had a relationship with or it was a friend who had a brand or a friend of a friend. And they're asking us a favor to send us something. And so it feels rude to say no. And it still happens now that if a friend or a friend of a friend comes to us and says, can we send you something? We want to support them. But often we'll just be like, oh, don't send us anything. It's fine. We'll just post about your thing on stories. But it's like you have to stave off these brands. You have to like, you know, we've got like a stick fighting them off, which is just crazy. Mm, And this is so interesting. But I recently saw a series of stories that Sarah Foster did on Instagram. If you guys don't know, Sarah and Erin Foster are these sisters in Hollywood. They're friends with Kate Hudson and Nicole Richie and all of these incredible people. They're also very funny and we love them a lot. But they recently came out with this brand called favorite daughter and she had received some backlash from her followers saying why are you gifting your rich friends I think it was Kris Jenner that she had gifted why are you gifting these people that have so much when there are so many people that have so little and her response was around we need people to promote our stuff in order to sell our stuff and when our friend like Kris Jenner posts something It helps us sell out a jumper. And when I saw it, I was just like, why do you need to sell out a jumper? Like, shouldn't we be further along in our journeys than that, that we're not trying to get every man and his dog to buy every single thing in this world. It just felt so excessive and out of touch. Like Kris Jenner is going to put on this jumper once and then it's going to end up in the freaking rubbish. She doesn't want the jumper. It's like $60. She probably wears jumpers that are like a zillion and $60. It's actually so insane to me. Oh my God, yes. It's like this more is more. We just want more no matter how much we have, even if we're very well off, like Sarah and Aaron Foster, we've been told by society that we are nothing, that our worth is based on our success and that we need more. We need more money, more fame, more success. And so we're all just out there creating this excessive, excessive culture. Mm. Mm. And also that reminds me, but I think when we went through that experience, when we stopped receiving gifting, we were at a stage in our careers where we were championing a lot of up and coming designers and up and coming brands. And that wasn't the people that we were saying no to. We weren't saying no to the maker down the street who was making these incredible vintage t-shirts with sequins on them. We were like, oh yeah, we'll definitely promote that. That's so cool. Want to support you. It's more these big brands that send out hundreds, if not thousands of gifts each week each month and it just ends up in the rubbish Mm, I also remember we used to wear often emerging designers when we would go to international fashion weeks 
So when we would go to something like London Fashion Week, we would find local designers like Cleo Pepiat Mm -hmm. and we would go and they would have had a graduate collection that was so beautifully and thoughtfully designed and we would loan their pieces and wear them for a day to Fashion Week and then return them. They weren't mass produced. She'd only created one of each of these pieces and that was a really beautiful way of doing that. Mm, yeah oh we found some great people in London such great people and thinking about that it's so sad for designers and what's happened to true design which is a form of art where now everyone gets ripped off of everything we get ripped off at tubes love to tell you about those stories one day Mm. But these companies, there's just so much wrong with these fast fashion companies. And I guess the influencer gifting is one part of that. But what they've done to fashion and design and created this culture of overconsumption is just really sad. Mm, Yeah, like it's not a crime to want to wear a beautiful coat. But why do I have like six beautiful coats in my wardrobe that I don't want to wear one more than one day in a row? Mm. So I guess bringing it back to influencers now, we don't know what we're going to do with tubes. So what we decided after that conversation with Bianca, we decided that we would still do some gifting for this season. But instead of writing to influencers and being like, please, can we send you these shoes? We're going to write to them and say, listen, if you really love these shoes, then awesome. We would love to send them to you. But if you don't love them, we would prefer you let us know and we won't send them to you because we at least want to make sure that the people that we're sending our shoes to really love them and are going to get great use out of them. And if they share them, then awesome. But there definitely is this bigger piece that we're going to think about for phase two of our environmental relaunch that's coming around September this year where we're aware that influencers are kind of fueling this idea for people that more is more, that you need more in order to be happy, in order to live the life that you want to live. And we're not sure what we're going to do with it yet, but we know that there needs to be change. Mm. Can I tell you, I was actually chatting to a friend the other day who was talking about how in Aboriginal culture, they have this belief that you're born worthy and that anything you do in this lifetime is a bonus. And how beautiful is that as a teaching for people, for kids growing up, knowing you're already worthy. Whereas in our culture, in Western society, in privileged societies, the messaging is you're born, I guess, as sin, you know, like you're born completely unworthy. Guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, you are born nothing And until you prove yourself in this world, only then will you be worthy. And consumerism is a way that we feel like we're going to be worthy. We get told by our society that if you have more, if you do more, then you are more, then you are more, then you are more, and then you will finally be worthy. And it's messaging like that, that we really, really need to shift and learn from these ancient cultures and that's why I love what we do here and what we talk about on this podcast and that we can weave in that like self-work with these important topical discussions because they are so interwoven it's because we've lost ourselves that as a collective we're lost Mm. okay that is so weird that you said that because 
this morning I did my morning affirmations in the mirror and it's something that I only do like once every two weeks, I would say. It's a very seldom practice for me. It's not often at all. It's like if I'm doing my morning routine and then I have time and I feel like it, I'll add on morning affirmations. And sometimes I don't know what to say in them. And I find myself saying things that kind of make me laugh and feel silly. But this morning, I don't know why, but I just said to myself, you are perfect You were born perfect and even if you did nothing in this lifetime, you would die perfect, which is exactly what you just said. So there is a home practice for you to start playing with and seeing how it feels for you and seeing if it makes a difference when you see an influencer posting something and you think, oh, I really want that. Maybe that will help you think again. Wow. My mind is blown. Isn't that so weird? That is crazy that we've just had this whole conversation and been like, we don't have the answers. And then it ended there where you were like, actually created a practice this morning that we can all use to help overcome this. But it's exactly what you said. It's crazy. Like when you said that, my mind just exploded. It's crazy. It was literally two hours ago. It's still morning, you guys. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's amazing. All right. Well, I feel like that's a pretty nice place to leave it. Yeah. If you want to come and join in the conversation, I don't know if you know, but we have this really awesome podcast community that we're building on Facebook. It's called How to Live the Podcast. Come along and join. We'll definitely be having some interesting discussions following on from our chat today. Really keen to hear your thoughts on all things influencers and how you feel like they fit into today's society or whether you feel like they don't. Mm, So we can't wait to continue the conversation with you over there. We just love to hear your thoughts. We hope we've given you a lot to think about this week. So go out there, do your morning affirmations, and remember, you are worthy. We love you. Bye.